Jams, Creeps and Coffee podcast. Playback begins in three, two, one. When this man shot my daughter, my first reaction was to snap back to my childhood, to the pain that had happened to me back then, my marriage, my entrapment by society. This man was bigger than me. He was stronger than me. He had more power because he had a gun. gun. I stood there and I looked at Christy reaching and the blood that just kept gushing Gushing out of her mouth. What do you do? Everybody says you sure were lucky. Well, I don't feel very lucky. I couldn't tie my damn shoes for about two months. It is very painful. It is still painful. The scar is going to be there forever. I'm going to remember that night for the rest of my life, whether I want to or not. I don't think I was very lucky. I think my kids, 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 if I had been shot the way they were, we all would have died. Hey guys, so what you've just heard is Donna Downs. Have you guys ever heard of her before? No, I can't say enough. Sort of a country music star. No. Donna Downs. She's not. (laughs) She murdered her daughter and attempted to murder her two other children by shooting them. Oh! While Uh... stating to the police and the press, which is what you guys just heard, that it was a stranger who pulled them over to carjack them. Oh, she's a liar. This apparently happened on the night of the 19th of May in 1983. It was said that she tried to kill her children and injure herself so that she could carry on an affair with a married man who didn't want children. Her surviving daughter, Christy, who was eight at the time, was asked to give testimony. They used Christy as when Diane walked into the hospital room, Christy cried out, no mummy, not again, and appeared terrified. Diane was sentenced to 35, no, sorry, to life plus 50 years for the murder of her child. Good. And she was diagnosed with a narcissistic, hysteronic and antisocial personality disorder. That's a, that's a long diagnosis. Yeah. It is. So basically, she was fucked in the head. <laughs> long and short. In a nutshell. In, in, yeah. She was having an affair. She was driving apparently down a country road, wanted to show the kids the sights. Yeah. And then that happened. I mean, and she put out, they put out composite sketches and everything. Oh, really? Yeah. So for she this guy. went she, full in into the yeah. whole story. How long did this last for before she was Six outed as a filthy liar? Six, Six months. months. Jesus. Wow. Because from her testimony and uh, the little boy that survived yeah they were like oh no it was a man it was a man but it was actually like her oh, herself yeah she did oh, it gosh. because she wanted to carry on this affair that's insane yeah, where right. was this this was in america ah okay yeah she'd managed to s- stab herself i think or shoot herself to oh. make her have wounds she s- shot herself in the really? arm which is in that clip she was on about how i couldn't use my arm i couldn't tie my shoelaces that's really strange did nobody pick up on the angle of which no, her wounds no, were? No. Is that not Because it was a fact, a I think they were like, the mother was so distressed. Oh, right. uh, yeah. Hence the hysteronics. Yeah. I suppose you don't doubt a, a Wait, wait, a so the, the crazy bitch actually shot herself? Yeah, the crazy bitch shot herself. Oh, right. So Gotta make have. it look real. They yeah, have. I guess so. They have. So, yeah. Wow. That was a nice little nugget to uh, Yeah, intro. it's crazy. Have you ever had to shoot yourself, Steph? I mean... To get out no, of something or cover up for something? There's nothing that springs to mind. No? No. Okay, no. fair enough. <laughs> have you? It's like that um, Skyrim um, quote. I, I have shot myself. You have shot yourself? Yeah, that's, it, that's for another day. <laughs> okay, even I don't know that story. Like with an actual... Well, an air rifle, but yeah, oh, I, have oh. sh- I have shot myself. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I, I'm, I can happily say that no, no, never shot myself. <laughs> never. Yay. But yeah, so hi guys. Welcome to another episode of Crimes, Creeps and Coffee. Mm. 
We've got the amazing Steph. Hiya! We've got the Come on. Luscious Come on, Nick. adjectives. Luscious. <laughs> <laughs> you've got very luscious I'll hair. I'll take luscious. Really I'll take good. luscious. Yeah. Hello, Bambinos. And then you've got myself. Charlotte. Do you want to say something nice about yourself? I wear glasses. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. But yeah, Brilliant. so today I'm going to be the, doing true crime because it is our medical month. Yay. It is. So we're all going to, we've all got stories to do with like murder. We were going to have uh, somebody talk, come to talk today about viruses, but ironically they caught a virus. <laughs> come on. Yeah. No. Was it, it wasn't caught from the lab, was it? I hope not. She deals with like Ebola and like virulent, really nasty strains of influenza. So I hope not. Yeah, I hope not. Yeah. But it might, she might have influenza, which is flu. Mm. So is maybe. It? I'll give her a call. Yeah. <laughs> Can you get a card for somebody who's got Ebola, just in case she's no, got Ebola? I'm sure I could make one. Yeah. Sorry, you've got Ebola. <laughs> yeah. Send her a quiche as well. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm doing the true crime today. Nick, you're doing. I'm not going to tell you yet. Oh, that makes me think. Because it requires a trigger warning, but not for the audience, but for Charlotte. Oh God! See, I knew I'd be scared. I think you'll be okay, sir. Okay, okay. I look forward to it. Yeah. Okay. I like a challenging story. So who are, you, who are you doing today, sorry? Today I'm doing Beverly Allen. Oh, I've never heard of her. No, I can't say I've heard of this one either. No? Okay. Mm. So she is the angel of death. Ooh. Ah, okay. The angel of death. Well, the British angel of death. Oh, okay. I think I know you wrote about that. Many, many angels of death, but this is the British one. Yeah. So I think I'm going to jump straight into it. Okay. Let's do okay. it. Like I've just said, today I'm going to be talking about an angel of death. Beverly Allett. Please be aware, guys, that this piece of shit targeted young children. Oh. There's not graphic detail. No. But I know that a few of our listeners don't like stories about children. So I'm just giving them a preemptive warning. So Beverly Gale Allett was born on the 4th of October in 1968 in Grantham, Nottinghamshire, the UK. Oh, well, so not far away at all. This is, though, the photo that you guys can, like, see and it will be up on all socials is Beverly right before she went into nursing school. Okay. She, she looks a- like um, Xena Warrior Princess, do you not think? Is she attractive? I can't tell. I mean... I would personally would say no. She's not unpleasant, I guess, in a very dazed way. Yeah. Is it appropriate yeah. to ask smash or pass on child killers? A smash or pass? Oh, what is that? Mary Joseph. <laughs> I've never heard of that before. Have you smash never heard pass? of you smash her back doors in? No, oh, or, don't be vulgar, Charlotte. Or pass on her. Smash some love on her, that's what it means. Smash, not smash her back love. doors in her, Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to say pass. There's no back doors involved here. I'd say pass. Yeah, definitely pass. Right, that's sorted. (laughs) (laughs) She was one of four children and even at a young age exhibited some worrying tendencies. Alec would be seen wearing bandages and casts over wounds that no one ever saw. She was a hypochondriac. She was a plus-sized child who would seek the attention from those around her, but if people did show her attention, she often returned it by being aggressive towards them. Whilst growing up, she spent a lot of time in hospitals seeking medical help for a host of different illnesses including the removal of a perfectly healthy appendix which took a long time to heal as she constantly interfered with a surgical scar oh, you can request that yeah request appendix appendi- appendix remove. can you oh yeah. i thought it was only like an emergency yeah procedure. that's what i thought you can just well, walk up to the don't forget she's got illnesses that she's playing on mm. uh, so they may have thought oh she isn't very well because this is in 19 19- she was born in 1968 oh, okay. so this is going to be around about the 70s 
mid seventies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I didn't know you could just rock up to a maybe a, not nowadays, hospital. but maybe back then. <laughs> Take it out. <laughs> I don't like my appendix. 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 <laughs> <laughs> she was prone to self harming and had to resort to doctor hopping as doctors eventually became familiar with her behaviours. I thought that was the name of the doctor. Then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as she grew up, she went on to train as a nurse and was suspected of very odd behaviours, such as smearing feces on the walls of the nursing home where she was doing her training. Oh, which well, is lovely. What of hers? Her yeah. feces? Yeah, her own feces. Ew. Yeah. Who does that? Her, well, apparently. Her, yeah. Maybe as part of the course. <laughs> well, it was the six, 70s. Things were different back then. Yeah. People could smear their shit on the wall. <laughs> apparently so. Mm. Decorating. She she had a high level of, like, an exceptionally high level of absence from her course. And due to her, this was all due to her reporting herself ill constantly. Right. Oh, I can't attend today. I'm not very well. Okay. <laughs> and she passed. Despite her history of poor attendance and multiple failures in her nursing exam, Alec was taken on a temporary six-month contract at an understaffed Grantham and Kevston hospital in Lincolnshire in 1991. Who would do that? If somebody failed their nursing exams, you wouldn't take them on. Oh, that's strange. Her boyfriend at the time said she was an aggressive, manipulative and deceptive woman. And during this romance, she claimed a false pregnancy as well as him raping her repeatedly. I take it that wasn't true. No. 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 In 1991, this is where she began to work on the children's ward four. Sorry, he was never prosecuted for no, that. No, no, it was. she finally admitted before it got led to that that, oh no, I'd made that up. And wow. t- tell me you broke up with her. Oh, of course. Yeah, okay, good. Thank goodness for that. So, yeah, in 1991, she began working in Children's Ward 4, which is where all of these murders so happened. <sighs> At the hospital, there was only two trained nurses on the day shift and one on the night shift, which may explain why her behaviour went undetected for so long. Hmm. Basically, the hospital was that understaffed. Was it like a small hospital, so like a little niche one, or was it like a major... It like Grantham is quite well was quite a small place. Oh, okay. So it was very like a small town hospital, hospital kind yeah. of thing. Okay. On the twenty first of February, nineteen ninety one, Alec murdered her first victim, seven month year old Liam Taylor. Whoa, seven months. Yeah. This is what Alec looked like at the time. Oh, that's a difference. Yeah. Bloody hell! Can you switch between those two for a second? Uh, wait, are they the same person? Yeah. yeah. That's, what? Um, what happened? Pies. <laughs> pies. Yeah. Just all the pies. She no, but she. D- she looks like a different. She person. does look completely different. I mean, I know she's not smiling in the first one, but she definitely, definitely looks well, different. She kind of. Different. Sorry, she kind of is smiling in the first one. She looks completely dazed. In hey, the sorry, first one, once though. more. Yeah, she's yeah, kind of like, uh, like a lopsided smile. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. And that's her. That's yeah, right, maniacal. Well, I think I think it's her, the hair as well. During the residency, I should say. Is that Me? one of those haircuts that's like all party in the back? A, a mullet. mullet. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like it. <laughs> okay. So Liam was admitted to the hospital with a chest infection, which is also known in young children as bronchiolitis. Yeah. Bronchiolitis is similar to a common cold, but affect the smaller breathing tubes that branch off the bronchi, aka the air passages of the lungs that comes from the windpipe. These tubes reduce more mucus, which can cause breathing problems. Mm -hmm. Alec went out of her way to reassure the little boy's parents that he was in capable hands and to go home and rest. No. They did, 
But when they returned, Ale advised that Liam had endured a respiratory emergency, but he had recovered. She volunteered for extra night shift and around midnight he had another respiratory crisis. Ale was left alone with him and his condition got worse dramatically. Liam turned deathly pale before red blotches appeared on his face, at which point Ale summoned the resuscitation team who put him on life support. Oh wow. Ale's colleagues were confused by the absence of the alarm monitors as they didn't go off like they should when he stopped breathing. Liam suffered from cardiac arrest, which led to brain damage. On medical advice, his parents turned off his life support machine. Oh my gosh. Seven months. Sorry, can you just sort of summarise that? I'm, I'm, I got lost a bit in the details. So he, he, he definitely w- he had was, bronchitis. Yes, he was admitted to hospital with bronchitis. Okay, got you. Okay, he then had a respiratory crisis. An actual one. Oh, okay. Air quotes. Think air quotes. Air quoted because obviously Alec was with him. Okay. Oh, okay. There, I'm not giving any specific details of what could have caused this just yet. Oh, okay. Okay. Fair but I will yeah. summarise oh, it at the end. Is it part of a MO? We're yeah, going to find out. Murder or operandum. Yeah. yeah. Didn't okay. everybody notice that, like, with respiratory problems, that people don't get blotchy? No. Nope. Okay. No. Nope. All right. I the mean, I'm not a medical. That Alex's colleagues were alarmed and confused by was the lack of the alarm, which should have gone off as soon as he started to flatline. Mm. What? But what about the physical? appearance of what happened when you stop breathing you do have blotchy skin because of like your blood rushing to certain places yeah but you go a lot purple and whatnot don't because of all the oxygen yeah which is the red but to start off before it goes purple it's red and it was so soon Mm. that it was still red it hadn't developed into the purple stage I don't understand why why she was the one telling the parents not a doctor. Surely that's the place for a doctor. Because understaffed, they were understaffed, mm, yeah. and I'm not at the same time. But you do tend to listen to nurses a little bit in hospitals, yeah, because you think they know what they're doing. Well, most of them do. Just this one really didn't. <laughs> I've never, I've never been in hospital. Really? Well, I've been in a hospital, but I've never been a patient. So, in oh, okay. Or Fair had. Enough. Yeah. Two weeks after Liam's death, on the 5th of March, Timothy Hardwick was admitted to the ward. Timothy suffered from cerebral palsy and was admitted due to an epileptic fit. Alec was left alone with him and after an extended period called the resuscitation team. Hmm. They found him without a pulse and turning blue. The team, who included a paediatric specialist, pronounced him dead. The autopsy failed to provide an obvious cause of death, so it was put down to his epilepsy. Oh. Do you guys know what cerebral palsy is? Um, I would do if you told me, and I don't mean that. Like... <laughs> I will know when you tell me. No, no, no. I know, I know what it is, but like off the top of my head, I can't pinpoint. Is it like a deformation of the brain that stops you developing sort of language properly and mobility properly and things like that? Is cerebral palsy what um, Hawkins had? Is it no, Hawkins? No, that was. Um... Um... Uh, not cerebral oh palsy. No, it's not cerebral. Oh, okay. It's, it's a genetic consideration. Yeah. Oh, you okay. are pretty much correct, Nick. Yeah. Or is it the spine? No. Stephen Hawking had a, a deterioration of the spine, which affected his neurological stuff. Can't say me words. No. Okay. Cerebral palsy is a condition where a baby's brain doesn't develop normally in the mother's womb. I'm not at all blaming the mothers, as there is no exact cause. At as to why it doesn't develop some factors may include the mother catching an infection or the baby's brain not getting enough oxygen during a difficult birth cerebral palsy presents itself in many ways but the most common are delays in reaching developmental milestones seeming to be stiff or too floppy weak arms or legs they're too fidgety they're jerky or have clumsy movements they have swallowing difficulties they have speaking problems they have vision problems and learning difficulties so all the motor neural skills yeah everything that's to do with the brain basically 
but so you everything. can knowing that you can see why his death like little timothy's death was put down to epilepsy yeah because it could be that he could have had a seizure yeah mm. how old was he again sorry he was two years old two so quite yeah. young again still okay. yeah one year old kaylee desmond was alex's third victim she was suffering a chest infection and was brought into the ward on the 3rd of march five days later she went into cardiac arrest in the same bed as liam did oh alex again had been left alone with her the resuscitation team were able to revive her and and she was transferred to Nottingham Hospital. Attending physicians discovered an odd puncture mark under her armpit. They oh, wow. also discovered an air bubble near that puncture mark, which they attribute- attributed to the accidental injection, but no investigation ensued. Accidental injection? Yeah. Of what? Yeah, that is a weird term. Yeah. How oh, can you strange. accidentally... You have to set up a needle. Well, maybe the, the nurse was carrying a tray of needles and she tripped. <laughs> And they all went into somebody. That could be an accidental in, in the armpit. Yeah. Maybe the person was cheering. <laughs> one year old. She was one. Cheering in the air with her hands up in the air. And Ooh, she my needles, needles everywhere. Okay. Ten right. people died on that ward that day. Can we maybe not <laughs> be so dark considering it is deaths of children? I mean, I yeah. But try to explain. I know, <laughs> I know. It makes injection. no sense whatsoever. And the, they brush that off? Yeah. Okay. No investigations ensued. Insured? Ensued. Ensued. There's a lot of dodginess. You guys know what cardiac arrest is, right? Yeah, it's where your heart stops. Kind of. So for those that don't, cardiac arrest is where the heart suddenly stops pumping blood around the body, often due to a problem with the electrical signals to the heart muscles. People who suffer with cardiac arrest can and will suddenly collapse and stop breathing. So it's it's attributed to the brain again? A little little bit. Okay. A little bit. Okay. On the 20th March, five-month-old... Paul Crompton would be Alex's next victim. He was placed in the ward with a non-serious bronchial infection. Just prior to his release, Alex was yet again attending when she called for help. Paul appeared to be suffering from insulin shock. Paul went into a near coma three times, with doctors able to revive him each time. Oh, wow. The doctors, though, were unable to explain the fluctuations of his insulin. And I'm guessing these, these times coincided with that she was looking after him. Yeah. 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 What was this, this time space between these people? So, the first little boy, yeah. 21st of February. Right. Mm. Second little girl was 10th of March. In the same oh, year? Right. Yep. Oh, wow. Uh, no, sorry. Second little boy, 10th of March. Yeah. The little girl was the 12th of March. Oh, wow. The next little boy, uh, 20th of March. Jesus. Oh, right, that is close. There's no rest for the wicked. So that's three in one month? Yep. Wow. So did not, nobody realise something's wrong in Denmark? That, that Denmark? Every, it's a saying, isn't it? Uh, I've never heard that one. That's Something's wrong one. in Denmark. No? That's a new one on me too. Oh, right, okay. I'll take it. Well, there you go. Yeah, new one. Um, <laughs> the, every time she... she well, I'm, not, I'm sure there were kids she cared for, they didn't die, but that she was the... the Common denominator. Thank nope. you, yeah. Nope. No. Not yet. That's really strange. I mean, I'm not even a medical person, and the the things that you're telling me that they've noticed yeah. on these bodies but are Surely like... they'd go, who was last looking after her? And they'd go... What's her name? Paula, sorry. Paul, this little boy was. No, the lady. Beverly. Beverly, sorry. Alec. Beverly Alec. Go every time she'd be the last one looking after them on the report or something. Yeah. No. No. Okay. You'll find out why. Alright. Okay. Let's let's do this. But here's the thing, and I'm really happy about this actually. He survived. Yay. Oh right. He was sent to Nottingham Hospital, but even on the way he was found to still have too much insulin in his system. Right. This may have been because Alec was riding in the ambulance with him. Oh. Literally. 
the next day, five-year-old Bradley Gibson went into sudden cardiac arrest. Bradley had been admitted to the hospital for a case of pneumonia and the resurrection, no, resuscitation team. <laughs> I, I, the resurrection I, team. To be honest, <laughs> every time I see this word in my brain, I'm like, oh, it's resurrection. Why doesn't a ho- every hospital have a resurrection team? <laughs> they are technically a resurrection team. He's dead, call the team. An alarm yeah. goes off and they bust through. Resurrect, resurrect, resurrect. Some holy water and a, I don't know, a cabbage To be honest, every time I see this <laughs> word, druidy. my brain is going, resurrection. And I'm like, no, it's resuscitation. Yes. Okay, close that so makes more sense. There is pauses of me trying to figure out which word it is. <laughs> so the res. Oh, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Go. The resuscitation <laughs> team saved him, but bl- his blood tests show that his insulin was extremely high. Right. Attending physicians, again, could not explain why. Uh, was she left alone in the back of the ambulance with him? Yeah, because she was a nurse. But Yeah, it was the 70s. We heard last... last... 91. Oh, this was in 91. Sorry, yeah, she was a, a trainee in the 70s, wasn't she? Yeah, this is well, 91. Maybe it's just... I don't know. Because we were talking last week about parents just letting their children yeah. go off wandering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Without any supervision. But who knows? Mm. On the 22nd... So... The, you had a de- like, an attempted death on the 20th, mm-hmm. an attempted death on the 21st. On the 22nd of March, two-year-old Yik Hong Chang turned blue and appeared in considerable distress. It was Alit that raised the alarm. Of course. After another attack, he was rushed to Nottingham Hospital where he recovered. Yet still no suspicion fell on Alit. There's, there's a common thing Common denominator here, guys. Next, Alit turned her attention to two-month-year-old twins, Becky and Katie Phillips. They were in hospital due to their premature delivery, but on the 1st of April, Becky had a bout of gastroenteritis, which brought her up to Ward 4. This hurts my heart. Gastroenteritis is an infection in the bowels that causes diarrhoea. It can affect all age groups, but is most common in young children. Because Becky was a preemie, she was wasn't st- taking in fluids correctly. She was a what? Sorry, preemie. Premature. Premature oh, is that baby. The... That's the okay. shortened a preemie. Fair enough. I'm presuming they brought her to the hospital to make sure that she didn't get dehydrated. Mm-hmm. Mm. Two days later, Alec raised the alarm, claiming Becky appeared hypoglycemic and cold to the touch, but no problem was found becky was sent home with her mother that night becky went into convulsions and cried in apparent pain (sighs) the doctor who was called suggested it was just colic she died during the night in her parents embrace was colic it's like what babies have like extra like it's tied with gastroenteritis because it's an extra extra gas in the stomach oh okay you know when you you have to like burp babies a lot more when you get wind Mm. basically Mm. but babies get it a lot because their systems aren't they have like special pacifiers and whatnot to help it I think yeah Yeah, it's It's, a common thing because we can make ourselves burp as adults if we need to Mm -hmm. babies can't they don't have that function yet that's why you have to burp a baby Mm -hmm. okay oh okay despite an autopsy doctors could find no cause as to why she died. Katie, Becky's twin, was admitted as a precaution to Ward 4. It wasn't long after her parents had gone home that Alit called for the resuscitation team as Katie had stopped breathing. She was revived, but two days later, Katie suffered a similar attack which resulted in the collapse of her lungs. After being successfully revived, she was transferred to Nottingham Hospital. It was there that they found five of her ribs were broken, as well as her oh, having wow. suffered serious brain damage due to the oxygen deprivation. Deprivation? Deprivation. 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 Thank you, guys. <laughs> Sue, Katie and Becky's mum, was so grateful to Alec for saving her baby's life that she asked her to be Katie's godmother. Ugh. 
Alex willingly agreed, even though she had caused Katie to have cerebral palsy, partial paralysis, and sight and hearing damage. Wow. Here is a photo of Katie's mum, Sue, <sighs> Katie, and Alex. Look how young the baby is. <sighs> Two months I had old. that jumper. That's not I like. I like. That's what you take from yeah. this picture. Honestly, I had that jumper in the nineties. <laughs> and 90s. I had that jumper too. And that Everybody freaks had. me out. Everybody had that jumper. In I the didn't 90s. have that jumper. You weren't really our mm. age in the nineties, Steph. Yeah, we're old. <laughs> was, you were like four. I was no, not even that. You were born in what ninety one? Two. You weren't even born yet. No, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but she, um, she's looking more. Um... If you notice that the, that picture. And that picture was say- taken on the same day. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, they do look very similar. Yeah. But she's smiling through all of this. Ah, oh, you bitch. <laughs> but yeah, so that's Katie's mum, Sue. Okay. That is baby Katie. And that obviously is Beverly Allett. Yeah. My heart hurts. It was after four more attacks that finally suspicion was aroused. How do I wait? So what was that in total then? It'd be about 10, 11. 10? Mm-hmm. It took him 10... Ten deaths. No, not deaths. Attacks. Attacks, okay. It took him ten attacks. Yeah. To figure it... Okay, all right. On the 22nd of April, Alex's spree was brought to an end with the death of 15-month-old Claire Peck. Claire was asthmatic and required a breathing tube. She was in Alex's care for just a few minutes when she suffered a heart attack. She was revived and once again left in Alex's care where she suffered another heart attack. This time, though, the poor baby girl didn't survive. Claire's autopsy indicated the death was of natural causes, but But. Dr. Nelson Porter, a consultant of the hospital, was alarmed by the number of heart attacks that Ward 4 had had in the last two months, and he called for an inquiry. Good man. Yeah. Tests revealed a high level of potassium in Claire's blood, which resulted in the police being called 18 days later, because that's how long it took for the results to come back. Mm -hmm. A body was exhumed, and tests showed that there was traces of lysocaine in her system. Of what? Lignocaine, sorry. Lignocaine is a drug that is used in cardiac arrests. It is used to treat ventricular tachycardia, which is like unregular fast heartbeat, Mm -hmm. that comes from the improper electrical activity in the ventricles, the chambers of the heart. This drug is never given to a baby, especially in heart attacks, as it can cause the cardiovascular system to collapse AKA the blood vessels collapse, meaning no oxygen to the brain or anywhere else in the body. Mm. Stuart Clifton, the police superintendent assigned to the investigation, suspected foul play. He examined the case over the last two months and found that there had been an ordinarily high dose of insulin in most cases. This led him to believe that the victims had been poisoned with insulin. Further evidence showed that it was Alec who was that reported the key to the insulin cabinet missing. All the records were checked. Parents of the victims were interviewed and security cameras installed into Ward 4. The record checks revealed that there were daily nursing logs missing for the 25 separate episodes. So in total, there was 25 attacks. Oh, right. Okay. Please tell me they got something on that camera. The one common denominator is Alec. So I'm guessing most of those attacks didn't injure the child. They did, but they were rushed to another hospital. Where they survived. Nottingham Hospital, where they survived. Oh, okay. But these are the main ones. Okay, okay. These are the ones that she got prosecuted for. Um, the one common denominator like i said was alec alec was working on every single one of these logs that was missing these records identified the 13 victims four of which had been killed 
Insulin poisoning typically appears as hypoglycemia, which is a reduction of the blood glucose, sugar, yeah. and can leave the person who has been poisoned in a coma. It can also lead to cardiorespiratory failure, also known as a heart attack. The thing is, though, the insulin of the body changes so much that it's extremely difficult to find traces of it in a corpse. Oh, right, okay. Because one moment you might need just a little bit. Yeah. The next moment you might need a lot. Okay. So your body does that automatically. Yeah. Which is where the issue with diabetics come in. Mm-hmm. Their body doesn't either produce enough or it produces too, too much. much. Yeah. Which is where you go into shock. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't realise that insulin could cause so much. Obviously there's diabetes and it's very serious and whatnot, but I didn't realise an overdose of insulin could cause so much damage. What does yeah. insulin regulate in your body or blood? Do you know? Everything. Everything? It gives you the power to go. Okay. It allows you... The power to, to it, go. It allows the neurons in your brain to fire which then makes your heart pump okay it pushes the blood around and so on so it makes you able to go it's the human battery yeah hence why i know because you suffer slightly with hypoglycemia don't you yeah i've got a mild form of it which is basically if you and just you makes know, me a cranky as shit when yeah, i don't eat sugar and you you don't really have the energy to do anything no so there that's why you have no battery you are a low battery you are five percent <laughs> Just makes me a mardy arsehole. More so than usual, anyway. Yeah, you are Mm. cranky. (laughs) (laughs) On the 26th of July, police felt that they had sufficient evidence to charge Alit, but they didn't until November, which I find a bit strange, but at least they arrested her. That really is a party in the back hire style, isn't it? It really is. Yeah, yeah, it is. So that's her on the day that she's being arrested. And apparently, while she was in that police van, she was laughing and joking like they were going for a co- like a drink down the local pub. Oh, so there was no remorse or anything involved no. in this? Oh, okay. No. Right. Searching her, her house, police found some of the missing logs which linked Alec to the attempted murders as well as to the actual murders. Okay. So she had the medical records and all that beautiful yeah. business. Okay. All the missing logs that the superintendent couldn't find... Okay. She had them. Right, okay. Alice stated that she would never hurt any of the children as she loved them. <laughs> I have a video clip of this. <gasps> well, not a video clip, of an audio clip. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, so, okay. I'm going to play it for you guys now. Awesome. Well, you've got this kitty, the poor cramped, and even some harm has been done to it, and you are the prime suspect at the moment. Everything points at you. you I have everything points at me, but what can I do to you say I didn't? I told you I didn't do it, and... I wouldn't dream of doing it to anybody. God, why a patient if I hated somebody that much? I wanted to do that much. So, yeah, you pointed out, Steph, that you really don't like her voice. Her no. voice doesn't seem to match her physicality because she looks no. quite a stocky, sort of masculine like lady, but the voice is quite uh, no. feminine. It's uh, a strange match. So, as no. you could say, she'd never do anything of that. that she'd also never sneak her. back on the ward and hurt them. Did you give that child anything? Not a thing. I don't think I even went in the room. I'm really going to sneak back on the ward and say, oh, yeah, I'll have a bit of this. She's quintessentially British, isn't she? Yeah, she very much is. So she was also confident that she would never actually be prosecuted. Police think that Alec knew more than them and that she smugly told them that she couldn't lie to them. No matter how much you don't believe me, and I know you don't, I don't care. I can't bloody lie to you. 
Probably sitting in the marching for days on end while I get questioned. God bloody idea. I know, it was her voice. It's like She's like, I can't lie to you. That's adorably insane. Despite numerous visits and assessments by a number of healthcare professionals, Alit refused to confess. After a series of hearings, she was charged with four counts of murder, 11 counts of attempted murder, and 11 counts of causing grievously body harm. Whilst awaiting her trial, she rapidly lost weight and developed anorexia nervosa, oh. which furthered her psychological problems. Ooh. Oh, wow. She looks like a 10-year-old boy. Yeah, yeah. she looks very childlike. She's and again, I'm fairly sure I had that jacket. <laughs> and those trainers. Everybody had nightgares. Well, well, I can't say I did. Well, you're from a council estate. <laughs> Excuse me, apparently so am I, and I had nightgares. <sighs> Where do you steal them from? <laughs> <laughs> really? You're an absolute arse. <laughs> um... Alit was diagnosed with factitious disorder, which used to be called Munchausen syndrome. Oh, um, nugget. Fictitious disorder is a condition in which an individual deceives others by appearing ill, impaired, or injured by faking or purposely getting sick or self-injury. They can also impose their illness or, or an illness onto other people. Okay. People who have factitious disorder has have a desire to be seen as ill or injured without any obvious external reward. They also like to be seen helping others by proxy. Uh, okay. People who with the disorder can lie about and fake injuries. They can hurt themselves on purpose. If they do have an injury, they may exaggerate or inter- inter- I've put internationally. Internalise? No. Mm-hmm. They can in- like purposely worsen okay. the symptoms. Intentionally. Intentionally, yes. Thank you, Steph. They may seek excessive medical treatment at different hospitals or different doctors and eagerly agree to accept medical procedures that they do not need. Okay, hence the appendix removal. (laughs) And the hopping of doctors. Yeah. Mm. Anorexia nervosa is an eating disorder that is characterised by restrictive eating or an intense fear of gaining weight. There isn't a singular cause of anorexia nervosa, as everyone's reasons or triggers are different. There are a combination of psychological, sociological and biological factors, though. Psychological factors play a major part in this disorder, with low self-esteem being commonly associated with it. Many people with this disorder report that they feel worthless and not good enough. Losing weight can give them an achievement and can become a way for people to feel a sense of worth. Certain personality traits such as a as perfectionism can be found in those who suffer but there are other factors that can be included such as other mental health issues such as depression self-harm or anxiety or the feelings of obsession and compulsion anorexia is obviously a horrible disorder but in this case was it that she really had anorexia or was it still part of her munchausen's or whatever it was still part of her munchausen okay because she was doing it as a protest because she couldn't control what else was going on Mm -hmm. so she controlled what she ate Okay. Okay. Sociological issues can also be attributed to this disorder. Due to the society where body image is highly important and we are a world that is constantly being told that how we look reflects our worth. Yes. Which is absolutely bullshit, but yep. sadly is the case. Yay, socialism. This is, has an impact on our body esteem, which then lowers our self-esteem and our confidence. Yep. While society pressures do not cause the complete disorder, it is one of the largest trigger points towards it. Yep, absolutely. 
Absolutely. After numerous delays due to Alex's various illnesses. Well, in this case, then, is it classed as anorexia? Yeah, that's the actual diagnosis. Yeah, but the, the categorization doesn't match up with Munchausen's. If she's got Munchausen's, then it... Yes, it does. Well, in, this, in the sense that anorexia, from my understanding, is sort of an uncontrollable desire to change your image or, or misinterpret your own Psychological. Yeah, well, yep. the, if it if it's Munchausen's, it's it's not a compulsion in the same way. It's it's not about self-image. It's about wanting to be ill in some way. You're taking one of those factors, though. I gave you many just mm. of the sociological, the psychological. I and, suppose it all feeds into the same thing. Okay, well let me and, let and me rephrase. Sorry, personal, uh, personality was the last one. Sorry, biological. Sorry. Let me rephrase the question then. Can any psychological condition or physiological condition really be? Well, obviously physiological can be, but how it must be quite grey and murky to diagnose psychiatric problems with somebody who has got Munchausen's syndrome. It is very very murky, and it's very difficult to do so. But because Alex ticked a lot of these boxes that there are more obvious i'm not a psychologist so i don't know the whole diagnostic list of mm. what you need to be to be anorexic and anorexia nervosa like yeah. have that disorder mm-hmm. but she ticked a lot of these boxes that weren't interlinked with her munchausen it may be a byproduct of the munchausen yeah. fueled it and stuff but yeah. did, did she tick them because they needed to be ticked and she needed no knew they needed no. to be ticked because no. she didn't really at this point she's still not guilty in her own brain she oh. was yeah she doesn't believe that she's guilty she doesn't believe that she's done anything think wrong when that cluster is insane no because it's premeditated because she thought about how to do this oh really so it's premeditated so it's not insane well to beat you mean she's not admitting responsibility or she doesn't genuinely think that she's committed these crimes she she knows she's she knows that from society's view that she's done something wrong okay but from her standpoint i helped them psychopathy yeah i was gonna say it's quite psychopathic it is psychopathic, yeah, but it's also sociopathic. But is it stemming from her Munchausen by proxy? Mm. Did um where she's putting her this illness on somebody else? Oh, okay, got you. That don't forget, like I mentioned, the Munchausen earlier, and you can they can put their illness or an illness that they believe this person to have onto this other person and she do, she works in a position where she has the power to make somebody better she has the power to make somebody better so she thinks she is right did she, she doesn't realize that she's killing them did she lose a child no she didn't no no i just wondering is that maybe as a no. a reason for targeting small they're weaker children? than her okay. oh, so it was fully a power thing then yeah but like like we like we've mentioned before i don't think it's on a podcast yet i think we've mentioned it in passing the people who kill medically don't necessarily do it for the sexual gratification or because they've lost somebody or well not so much that they've lost somebody sorry for the sexual gratification it's more for the power of it Mm. playing god and all that yeah they have in essence a god complex yeah and with their position of authority gives them legitimacy to do so yeah because don't forget she told the parents to go home they'll be fine they'll be in capable Mm. hands well she was in charge of the whole process isn't it essentially she'd bring them in she'd care for them and then she'd sign tell the parents that they died i assume so she the whole yeah. process every everything that, she was there yeah but yeah there are certain things that obviously i don't know the whole checklist that she encases okay and both the munchausen side as well as the anorexia nervosa mm-hmm. yeah 
No, I brought it up just because it's interesting how much how much you can diagnose somebody who's got Munchausen's and stuff yeah. with other things. After numerous delays due to Allett's various illnesses, the trial began on the 15th of February 1993. Prosecutors presented to the jury how Allett was present at each suspicious episode and how no deaths occurred when she wasn't on shift. During the trial, her unusual childhood was brought into the light with the Munchausen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, what's the modern name for Munchausen's? Factitious it. disorder. Factitious disorder. Oh, so it's not called Munchausen's anymore. No. Sounds no, like a Harry Spot- Potter spell. <laughs> Munchausen. No, factitious. Oh, factitious. It is Latin, obviously. Mm. Professor Roy Meadows, a paediatrician, explained to the jury what Munchausen syndrome and Munchausen by proxy are. His opinion was that Alec could never be cured and was a clear danger to anyone who she came into contact with. Sounds fair. Yeah. The trial lasted two months, with Alec only attending 16 days of it. Oh. This was because she was just too ill. I'm a cool bullshit on that. Yeah. How old was she at this point? What year was this, sorry? 1993. So she was born in 68, so that'd be... uh, Five twenty-five. She's twenty-five. Yes. Oh wow! So she's younger than us. Yeah. No way. Okay. She was convicted on the twenty-third of May, nineteen ninety-three, and given thirteen consecutive life sentences. Good. Those are the yeah. little ones that died, as well as the little ones that survived. They're all so young. There's one on the bottom. Seems quite old. Not. I mean, relatively yeah, old. Yeah. How old? To the, the what? Second from the left. How old I was think he? He was five. Five. Oh wow. Because the others do predominantly yeah. look like newborns. Yeah, they're all yeah. babies. I think Christ. he was five. But she might may have had up to, was it 25 yeah. victims, you say? It was suspicious incidents, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. It was the hardest sen- harshest sentence ever delivered to a female, but Justice Latham stated that it was to commiserate with the horrific suffering of the victims, their families, and the disgrace she had brought onto the nursing profession. Yeah. Instead of serving time in prison, though, Alec was incarcerated at Rampton Secure Hospital. She quickly began her attention-seeking again by ingesting broken glass shards and what? pouring boiling water onto herself. Is that a psychiatric institution? Yeah. Yes. It's a psych house for the criminally insane. Okay. First of all, where's she getting the glass and boiling water from? She broke it from a window. Boiling water, though. From the kettle that was in the Smaller. canteen that you use for, like, make tea and coffee. But if you're at a mental institute... Yeah, don't give them have... boiling water. Yeah, I mean, I think common sense would have applied here. It's like, let's chuck a bunch of knives in the, <laughs> yeah. in the cells just for love. Yeah, just to see love. what happens. Mm. A year into her incarceration, she finally admitted three of the murders and to six of the assaults. That it. Yeah. Mm, that was the Home enough. Office placed her on a list of criminals who will never be eligible for parole Good. due to the appalling nature of her crimes. Yeah, totally. She is still currently serving time in this secure hospital and every single pe- appeal she has tried to undergo has been denied. So she's still alive and kicking? She's still alive and kicking. And oh, no way. I don't think I added it. Oh, no, I didn't. <sighs> there so is actually a photo on the internet of what she currently looks like. So was oh. she She wasn't tried as, um, uh, what's the word? Um, Criminally insane. Though. Yeah, but there's a... Well, you plea that you're insane. Capaci- diminished it, capacity. Diminished capacity. So she wasn't, but she ended up in a psychiatric institution. Because of the doctors and psychiatrics recommendations. They didn't think that she would cope well in prison. I would have just Plus, to do it. against what her crimes were against. 
Hmm. Meaning she also wouldn't have done well in prison because we no, don't know it? how the hierarchy of yeah I know how it is in male prisons I don't yeah, know if it's same it's worse in females oh is it okay yeah have you ever seen Orange Is the New Black no. it's worse in females prisons no, because you've got to think these women could be the mother yeah true Makes whilst sense. every male convict has a mother or an auntie or a sister these females that are in the female prison mm-hmm. could possibly have been the mother or have yeah, yeah I don't I don't know honestly I mean, yeah like, I, I, it's it's more of a maternal instinct. Mm. No, it makes sense. Young. Makes sense. But I just yeah. didn't know if it was the same with child predators in um, female prisons as it was in male, but obviously it must be. If not worse. Look at the third one along on the top there. It's like newborn. That's like it's still got the tube in his yeah. nose, hasn't it? Two months old. That's um, Becky. Two months. So what was That's Becky? Was there must have after this case been some kind of nationwide checks and balances and systems yeah. put in place to prevent this happening again, mm. I would imagine. Oh, wait, this, was, this was after Harold Shipman, though. And Shipman put in a load of places for, like, a load of... Um, well, this things. was 91. It was yeah. when the last one? When was yeah. Shipman, then? Shipman was eight 98. Years. Yeah, no. yeah. No, was, was it? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. I think no, it, no, no, because he, he, no, he, he, he did medical school in the 70s and he did a, a whole lead-up to... Yeah, but when was, he convi- when was he stopped and convicted? 98. Oh, 90s. Okay. So, yeah. So this this mm. wouldn't... this was before. Oh, okay. Um, one second. Sorry, Shippy's I'm coming just... up on a pre- future show, by the way, guys. Yeah, we've got a whole episode of Shippy. Yeah, he's yeah. good. So... In, in, in not a good way. Not in a good way. It's mm. not beautiful. No. Well, don't call him Shippy then. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> sort of lightens the mood from the offset. <laughs> but yeah, that's the story of Beverly Allen. What yeah, an asshole. Yeah, I hope, mm. hope things were put in place, but maybe not if Shipman, a few years later... I mean, different things. He didn't kill children. There was obviously, obviously. nursing practices that were changed. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, just hope it changed yeah. things. That's so, mental. Yeah. What, how mental? Mental, mental, mental. Mm. So I think we're going to slide straight into Nick's story now. We are? Mm-hmm. I'm still not going to tell you what it's about. Okie Dear listener, it seems to be getting a little bit dark with all this chaos and death. Perhaps we should change the channel. Ah, perfect. The universe is full of many wonders. Let's see what we can find. Delightful factoid number 12. Single strand of spaghetti is called a spaghettio. How peculiar. Oh, wasn't that just lovely? Perhaps we No, let them carry on with their stories. West Philadelphia, born, born and raised in the playground, is where I spent most of my days, chilling out nice and relaxing, all cool. I was shooting some people outside of school with a couple of guys, it's up to no good. Started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got one little fight, and my mom got scared. She said, You're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. I went for a cab, and when it came near, the license plate fresher than nice in the mirror. If anything, I thought this cab was rare, but I thought, Yo, forget it, you're home to Bel Air. I pulled house about seven or eight and I, I yelled to the cover your home smell you later looked at my kingdom I was finally there to sit on my throne as the prince of Bel-Air do 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 I like vanilla rice too wait no that's the William Smith ah big Willie Smith big Willie big Willie Smith right hello we're back I feel like I needed to sing that because I feel like I'm going to be 
petrified. Well, this. I'll be petrified of William Smith coming and suing us if you leave that in. But <laughs> leave it in. Why not? In. Not a whole of it. Yeah, Nobody needs all to of it. Because me and Steph got that on part. <laughs> right. Before we crack on, we've had a lovely message from a lovely lady called Laura, Laura who oh. suggested a story we uh, we cover, and it's something we covered a couple of weeks ago, actually, the Loch Ness monster. So this is uh, from the BBC News website, and the story reads as follows: The creatures behind repeated sightings of the fabled Loch Ness monster may be giant eels, according to scientists. Ooh. Initial thoughts. Go. I said that in the podcast eels. that I thought oh. it was. An- a, a different kind of creature. Aren't eels like long and slitherous though? Yeah. Slitherous? Yeah. Slitherous. That is the correct word. That is the right word. Check me. She's like, like slithering. Eels up inside you. What? What? Finding an entrance. Oh, that's from Mighty Boosh, isn't it? Is it from the Mighty Boosh? It is from yeah, the Mighty yeah, Boosh. Okay. So researchers from New Zealand have tried to catalogue all living species in the lock by extracting DNA sample DNA from water samples. Following analysis, the scientists have ruled out the presence of large animals said to be behind the reports of a monster. No evidence of a prehistoric marine reptile called pleosaur or a large fish such as a sturgeon were found. Catfish and suggestions that a wandering Greenland shark were behind the sightings were also discounted. The aim of the research was not to find Nessie, but to improve knowledge of what plants and animals live in Loch Ness. Bullshit, it was to find Nessie. Yeah, they probably wanted yeah. to find Nessie. I want to be the person that proves Nessie exists. Yeah, probably. Oh, oh no, it's about plants. It's about plants. That's it's, how they got the research just, money. We just want to know what the, the water life is like in the plants. <laughs> exactly. Where in the head he's like, I want to find me some Nessie. But European eels are among the creatures in the loch, and whose DNA was picked up by the new research. I don't know how you pick up DNA from a, a water sample? I guess if there's a lot of them. Sperm? Pee. Yeah. Sperm. Yeah, pee, sperm. Do fish have sperm? Yeah. Yeah. I don't they, think like, they do. They spray out into the wilderness and then it lands <laughs> on the... <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a warm mist. Yeah, that's a technical term, by the way, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a spray... <laughs> uh, Professor Neil Gemmel, a geneticist from New Zealand's U- University of Otaku, Targu, not Otaku, that's Japanese people who like anime ladies, isn't it? Said Is that people- the actual title of them? Otaku, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Otakus are cool. I like Said, <laughs> he likes otakus because he's one. They love like figurines of big boobed anime ladies, don't they? So, yeah. Right. I don't like... I don't, when have I watched anime? Uh, or have... Up? Yeah, but that's not... Has he got... Yeah. I haven't got figurines. Anyway, we're getting distracted. Anymore. <laughs> he hasn't got figurines anymore. Shh, I'm reading the story. <laughs> People love a mystery. We've, we've used science to add another chapter to the Loch Ness mystique. If it's eels, that doesn't add to the mystique. No. They're quite small, really. Are, mysteri- are eels mysterious? They might grow to a certain size. Yeah, but not Nessie size. Hmm. Maybe, but you, you got to remember there was no like, there's no point of reference for sizing. Yeah. So mm. something like what's that car thing? Things may appear closer than they are. Or yeah. They seem. seem. Yeah. So it might be the case of it looks bigger than it actually is, like penises. Yeah. But like. <laughs> <laughs> It looks bigger than they actually may seem. Like a camera trick. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, like, eels, they're long and slithery, but, like, the, the Loch Ness image has a hump. Like, it's like a dinosaur. Yeah, but that was proved to be fake. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, like, Rich the general... went over that, didn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, the general image of what people are citing. No, they're saying that it was, like, an eel like creature. Okay. He, he rounds up with saying there is a very significant amount of eel DNA. Okay. So it could be eels. Yeah. Yeah, just eels. I think they've just found eels. 
that's yeah. the news story. But thank you very much, Laura, for sending yeah, that in. And um, if, if if you want to send us some again, please do. Uh, or anybody else wants to send something yeah. through the Instagram, that'd be much appreciated. Indeed you do. Well, it's not just Instagram. You can find us. You can find us on Facebook. You you can find us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You can find. You can even email us because we have a website which yeah. is linked in our Instagram bio, and we check all of them daily. So yeah, drop us a message, guys. Yeah, we like hearing from you. And if you've got a story you want us to cover, if you've got a paranormal part you want us to cover, yeah, let us know. We'll always jump into it. Or even personally, yeah. if you've got like a story that has happened to you, mm, we better. pray for you if you have. If you've got photos. If you've got photographic evidence, oh. even better. We, but like we pray reference. for you if you've had to suffer through true crime. Mm-hmm. But any paranormal, true crime, UFO, because they're Nick's baby. Yes. And he loves a good UFO story. Send them our way, because of course we'll read them out for you. I wish you. I had a baby that was an alien. But <laughs> please don't just go onto Google and type in paranormal and then send us that story we want your own personal stories yeah or unless it's something in the news or a- yeah or any news articles send us yeah. those we don't mind those but your stories we'd like them to be personal not google vibe yes right are we ready for no i'm trying to carry this conversation on because i really don't want to be scared right today <laughs> you'll be fine can we talk about chocolate i like no, chocolate no, what about tequila shut up <laughs> Right, today we're talking about Mary Risa. Have you ever heard the name Mary Risa? I have, but I don't know why. Yeah, I can't place okay. it. So Mary Risa was born in 1884 in Columbia, Pennsylvania. So she's quite an old girl. Okay. Old lass. Uh, married Dr. Richard Risa, had one son, lived a good but fairly unremarkable life. Oh, should I... I I'm going to preface this by... It, it is medical. It is... No, well, it's medical, but also maybe a little bit paranormal. <gasps> so what can we call that one? Because we've got... Obviously, you've got medical, which is... Medical paranormal. Medical? No. Med. Medanormal. 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 That'll do. Medanormal. This is so we've got your medical for true crime murders that are medical in relation, and murder normal for your paranormal side of medical. Yeah. So at the age of sixty-seven, her husband now deceased. She was living out her retirement days in St. Petersburg, Florida, at. 100 well sorry 1200 cherry street which is the property we're looking at now again okay. all things so will be nice on the social property. it is still there still the same house today oh, okay. is that from google maps that is from google maps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right, so that's mary reese in 1951 she okay. looks a smiley sort of yeah. grandma lady typical yes. grandma typical looks broad happily go lucky Indeed. But she looks nice and happy and yeah, chirpy, doesn't she? Do. Yeah, she Probably looks... let her friends call, uh, what's her name, Mary? Uh, Mazza? Yeah. Mazza? Mazza. <laughs> what, no, Mazarisa. <laughs> Mazarisa. So Where the, was she from? She was from Pennsylvania, but she at this time she was living in Florida. So she had a vampire how do, accent. How do Floridans talk? Floridans? I know, Florida's got a reputation for being a weird state and lots of weird things happening in Florida, so this case fits quite neatly into that. I don't know how they talk. Are they Southerners? Mean? Southern Americans? I don't know. I think they are, aren't they? Maybe. I don't know. So on the evening of the 1st of July, 1951... Oh, God. N- why is that scary? 1951? No, I've just clicked. I think I've just clicked on who she is. Okay. I'm not going to say anything. But okay. <laughs> okay. So nothing was out of the ordinary. She received visits from her son and one of her neighbours. She was relaxed and chatty, dressed in a nightgown and slippers. Oh, no. When the, why do you keep saying, oh, no? <laughs> What's adding, wrong with slippers? You're adding fuel to my fire. <laughs> dressed in her nightgown yeah. and slippers when the latter gas... Last guest. When the last gas 
drink. <laughs> <laughs> when the last guest, when the last guest left. Can I give a quick speculation of what? No, I we're not doing it. Yet. Oh. So the next day, uh, Mary's landlady came round to deliver a telegram. You remember, well, we wouldn't remember. I was going to say, do you remember telegrams? We <laughs> were too young for that. To be um, honest, you can still send telegrams, and I personally would love to receive one. Yeah, I like a good handwritten letter. No, it's not a handwritten no, letter. No, it's a type. Stop. It's How like are a you? fax. Stop. Oh, like the little postcard yeah. things. Yeah, it's like uh, okay. a really rubbish fax, one. and faxes are rubbish. Okay, not delivered by romantic. Okay, I'll, I'll send you a telegram. Yay! Unless I want a romantic r- telegram, really Nicholas. expensive, then I'll just print it out on the computer. <laughs> 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 there was no answer, and uh, so this was a landlady came around. There was no answer, uh, she was trying to deliver this telegram, and going to turn the metal doorknob, she suddenly recoiled when she realised it was incredibly hot to the touch. Oh, <laughs> I don't want to do this fearing something was wrong she immediately called the police police came quickly broke open the door and entered they immediately noticed the abnormal heat of the house it was a uh, kevin McAllister involved no was it what, home, from alone? home alone <laughs> yeah, <it was. laughs> searching through the rooms they found mary yeah, no. and so this is where i don't really like trigger trigger wars but we'll go one out for charlotte because your main fear in life is what being burnt alive and that's what we're doing dealing with today so we're going to look at lots of pictures of people who have burnt to death so, she spontaneously human combusted, didn't she? First slide, please. <laughs> Next. There is Mary. No way. crying. <laughs> oh so, Steph, gosh. can you describe that image? Don't there, describe that image. We're good. We're good. We're good. It looks like there's been a fire and there's a leg that's sticking out with no body attached to it. Mm-hmm. And a slipper. She's it's a very slip- good oh, slipper. Oh, yeah, the slipper as well. <gasps> yeah, the so if, leg. Uh, this case is known as the Cinder Lady. <laughs> the yeah. Cinder Lady. Yeah, I, I do love that name, but that's I am full on welling up right now. And apt. it's an example of supposed spontaneous oh. human combustion. What, just... just- Spontaneously? Yes. Okay. So this is the theory that people can, or any, well, not anybody, there are specifics in the theory, but people can just burst into flames. Really? Suddenly, yes. Any reason why? Or are we getting well, into Well, we're going to some okay. of the reasons why. Okay. So in the ashes, uh, they found the bur- burnt remains of a chair and a lamp. That's the chair in the background of okay. the uh, picture there. Uh, an electric clock, which had, st- had stopped at 4.20am. Right. Of Mary, all that was left and not turned to ash was her spine, part of her liver, her head, which had distru- disturbingly shrank to the size of a teacup, it said in Wait, the report. Wait, what? Shrunken head? It said the, the report said that her head had shrunk to the size of a teacup. That's how they oh make shrunken God. heads. They heat them at a, a strong heat with no sourceable flame. Oh and that's how they dry the, like, the water out of the brain and the f- muscles. And that's how originally, like, um, what are they called? Na- I think it's Polynesian. Polynesian, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how they make shrunken heads. No way. Mm. I feel not, like I not need to your way. this. Yeah. <laughs> not your way. I need way. to make this. <laughs> not out of latex, but out of drying the body of the human. Fully organic. And, and left untouched was her left leg completely unburnt with is still wearing its slipper on yeah. you can see there so if you go in zoom in one oh, I know. you do it so that's yeah. her leg that's yeah. apart all that was left of Mazza was her spine <laughs> a tiny head her bit of a liver and her left leg oh my gosh so uh looking around the room the police noted that some of the plastic objects in the room had melted in the near vicinity to where she had obviously been sitting but the room was largely untouched apart from that corner liquefied fat was in the carpet below it <sighs> 
and there were flame marks on the floor and starting up about four foot from the wall directly behind her with a greasy, oily soot to the ceiling, showing that it must have been intensely hot. But the damage to the room was pretty much... Well, it was contained to this one area of the room. Oh, my gosh. So police were like, what the fuck? I've actually written written that in my notes. Oh, yeah, you actually have. Police were like, what the fuck? They looked around. There was no sign of forced entry or burglary. Everything in all the other rooms was untouched. No fire damage, nothing taken. No sounds or disturbance during the night had been called in by any neighbours. So the fire didn't spread either? It just, like, happened and then... completely contained to that one spot. Oh, my gosh, okay. Uh, You okay? Thoughts so far? no. Thoughts? Feelings? <laughs> Can I call a timeout? No. Take me Tell us how you're feeling. Tell, what, what is it about? I mean, it's a bit silly to ask. What is your fear of being burnt to death? So, <laughs> that. <laughs> what, it, what, what in particular <laughs> is that a real fear for you? Why? Why do you? Why um, is that there? Could, uh, it sounds daft, but when I was younger, I in high schools over in the UK, we do cooking classes. I was about to say we set each other on fire. No, no, no. no. We there was a kid who set somebody on fire. Yeah, yeah, the same in my year as well. Um, and I was getting something out of an oven, and the kids were, like the chavs in my like the, the yobs in my class were p- pissing around, running around, and I got my arm pushed into the oven. And okay. The oven was on and my arm got stuck across like my forearm. Yeah. Got stuck onto the shelf in the oven. All right. And they had to take the shelf out and put my whole arm into the sink as well as the shelf. Oh, wow. Because they could not peel my skin away from it. No way. And that intense pain. Yeah. I passed out because it was that bad. I don't do well with pain anyway. But I passed out and I just remember that intense pain. Oh, wow. And a, a couple of like stories that I've read say that when you get the intense pain of heat, that it eventually gnaws your senses. No, I felt everything. Yeah. And that thought of that happening to the whole of my body... Is a little bit terrifying. Terrifies me. Yeah. I would rather be eaten alive by wild animals <laughs> than be burnt alive. That's interesting. I feel a bit guilty for picking this story now. Yeah, that's really interesting. I feel like the ovens at our high school was a little bit... So, like, um, we... There was a st- we have an interesting story about this one. Yeah. So, like, uh, my old DT t- t- teacher, she went into... DT? Pulse- DT. Design technology. technology. But we were in... Is that a fancy word for cooking? Yeah. No. Well, well it, it Cooking, graphic design... What do those have to do with each other? They were design technology because they all had technology in to yeah. do with them. Because you had to plug something in? Yeah. Pretty much. Brilliant. But, yeah, so um, she was getting something out of the oven, but she put her head in the oven, but... Um, as she was pulling, as she was pulling herself out, uh, she burnt her eyebrows off completely. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> that is quite funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You could just why is her head in the oven? And the thing is, in, that, has she had enough? Yeah. That same teacher was the one that was like, just pull your, your arm off it. I really. And it, the nurse was like, no, no, she pulls her arm off it, then she has to go to hospital. Yeah, we need to let it cool first before pulling her skin off it. <laughs> oh. Well, at least she lost her eyebrows. Yeah, payback. Bitch. <laughs> But yeah, no, I don't like this. Okay. Can we have tequila? Oh, well, it is going to get a bit worse. No, no. Oh. So, forensic anthropologist Milton Krogman, good name, Krogman, investigated the scene at the like time. Krogman. So, in speaking in 1961, this is what he had to say about the case. Quote, I find it hard to believe that a human body, once ignited, will literally consume itself, burn itself out, as does a candle wick, guttering in the last residual pool of melted wax. Just what did happen on the night of the 1st of July 1951 in St. Petersburg, Florida. We may never know, though this case still haunts me. The head is not left completely 
complete in ordinary burning cases. Certainly it does not shrivel or symmetrically reduce to a smaller size. In presence of heat sufficient to destroy soft tissues, the skull would literally explode in many pieces in most cases. I have never known any exception to this rule. I cannot conceive of such complete cremation without more burning of the apartment itself. In fact, the apartment and everything in it should have been consumed. I regard it as the most amazing thing I have ever seen. As I review it, the short hairs on the back of my neck bristle with vague fear. Were I living in the Middle Ages, I'd mutter something about black magic, end quote. Gosh, I mean, even that pathologist had never really like because that's how I'd read that the Polynesians or whomever it was did it. Yeah, but if a pathologist is saying no, it'd explode, yeah, clearly it's not. It's interesting though because the amount of heat that would have had to happen to cause that amount of damage. I mean, even cremations, I mean, what's the temperature of a cremation? Well, we'll get into that. I've got um, it (laughs) is oh, I can go to that straight for it's uh, it takes one to three hours at 950 Celsius sustained, yeah, to cremate a human body to ash. That's a matter that's a and it can only do that in a cremation oven because it's a contained space, really. Oh, right. So and in these even photos... Even there's still... Because your stepdad work, like, is, works with funerals and stuff, and he says mm. that when he speaks to the gentleman that do, or the ladies that do the cremations, yeah. they turn around and say there's still parts of yeah. human bodies, like yeah. the bones left Yeah, they either such. have to shovel it out or give it another go. Yeah, <laughs> which sounds really bad, but <laughs> some bodies take two times to go through. Oh, wow. So, I mean, well, I'm like, so it takes 950 Celsius sustained at one to three hours uh, to create a human body. The average house fire only burns at 560 Celsius. Oh, wow. That explains something else in another case. So we're talking about th- 400 degrees difference. That's insane. And she's totally obliterated. Yeah, I mean... Except so, for her leg, I mean, her spine, and a shriveled head, and a part of her liver. Yeah. So the real question, and everybody, all the police and this forensic anthropologist were asking was, so how does a 170-pound woman burst into flames, turn to ash, with no damage to the rest of the house, or even much of the room? Yeah. Because, like, it has to be contained because fire spreads quite easily, doesn't it? Yeah, especially in It house. can do. It, every fa- like my friend Dave is a fireman and he always used to tell me the things he'd see and he'd see some fucking horrible things and interesting things yeah. but he said told me that every fire is different that yeah. no two yeah. fires are ever the same ever okay uh, so the F FBI concluded that Mary was a, uh, because Mary was a smoker, she could have fallen asleep with a lit cigarette and it burnt her completely. Set the fire. She was mm. wearing a, a nightgown and that caught Probably fire. Yeah. And she, I think it was Raylon, which was oh, okay. the fabric that was used like in the fifties. Mm-hmm. But she sat there, didn't realise she was on fire, and, and literally cremated herself. She didn't realise she was on fire. So, but let's let's go back to the picture of Mary's. Can you just go back one picture? I've seen people that have passed away during fires because of the cigarette falling onto yeah, we're that bed look at some, yeah it totally yeah, happens look at and some. it doesn't well, I've never personally seen one that looks like that okay yeah so that's that's this is Mary again we're looking at and it, she is ash her ash pile is on the right and yeah. her leg is on the left so we're now going to look at some comparison shots to uh, victims who have died from falling asleep with a cigarette okay so this is one. Oh completely different yeah. they look like third green burns well they're, they're obviously first degree because they're enough to kill wait them. I thought third degree was worse. no first degree is oh, okay. first degree burns no, so no, that's, no, no, that's a is... picture of somebody who fell no, asleep no it is third degree, third degree burns are the yeah, worst you can degree. get first oh, no. degree are light burns when yeah. you oh, accidentally right, okay. flick yourself with ash yeah, second degree when they leave a, bu- a blister third degree is when they take away layers of skin Indeed. okay fair enough I got them the wrong way around so that's somebody who's died uh, next one that's somebody who's died from falling asleep with a cigarette as well there are bodies left yes 
there's there's quite a lot of the body left, yeah. isn't there? And if you notice, like this one, I'm I don't mean to be explicit, but in this one, you can obviously a tell it's a man by its physique, but the clothes have been melted onto his body because you cannot see genitalia. Yeah, you can't see genitalia. No, there might be a hint. It, there might be a hint like a bulge, but the clothing is more melted onto it. I mean, in this scene, not. I mean, we can't see the rest of the the the. It looks like the room. stairway. Yeah, but those are largely untouched, actually. So it's yeah. not yeah. inconceivable that a person could burn to death. But it's not the same, is it? They're not no. a pile of ash with just their legs left. The only way yeah. that I would say that ash-like substance is around his arm, which might be clothing substance that have turned turned into ash. I want to say that that is actually his smoking hand, and the cigarette fell yeah. on the other side, and that's why that side is more burnt than his arm. Yeah, maybe. And then it's just the clothing that's left that's mm-hmm. turned to ashes stuff because of the heat yeah. burned. So now if we compare it to victims who died in house fires, not through cigarette, just a, a fire developed in the house and they were caught in it. So if you go to the next one. Give me a minute. <laughs> I need okay. to process this. Yeah, I got I'll breathe. I'm sorry. Okay, so that's that's somebody who died in a house fire and their body is oh, largely wow. intact. Yeah. Isn't it? Absolutely. You can I mean, still... the room is fucked. Yeah. Obviously. But you fucked. can still say like, every distinguishable feature of this person. Yeah. You can still say it's a human. Yeah. Okay. Every fire is different, but um, if you go to the next one as well, that's another person who died in a house fire. I ain't gonna lie, they look like mannequins. They do they? look like mannequins. Yeah. Uh, you can see everything is trashed in there, obviously. Yeah, totally. And the next one. So we could safely say that it's not like Mary Reese's death scene, is it? No, no not at all. No. Still intact. So what is spontaneous human combustion? Or I don't the theory know, I don't want to. <laughs> so uh, there have been around 200 accounts worldwide, all the way back to 1746, oh. and the mysterious death it started, really. Uh, With this... a man, wasn't it? No, a countess called Cornelia Bandy. Wow. She was an Italian noblewoman who was discovered in a very similar state as Mary Risa. So I'm going to read something out now. It's from the, uh, a journal um, called the, uh, the Philosophical Transactions of the Royal Society. So quite a you know, yeah, Royal it's Society quite a in London. Yeah, hmm. And it's by a scientist called Paul uh, Roll. And he wrote of the incident, quote, The Countess Cornelia Bandy, 62nd year of her age, was all day as well as she used to be. But at night she was observed when at supper dull and heavy, meaning drunk, yeah. basically. <laughs> she retired, was put to bed, where she passed three hours or and more in familiar discourses with her maid, and in some prayers, at last falling asleep, door was shut. In the morning, the maid, taking notice that her mistress did not awake at the usual hour, went into the bedchamber and called her, but not being answered, doubting of some ill accident, opened the window and saw the corpse of her mistress in this deplorable condition. <laughs> this is the, his dis- uh, description of the scene. Four, uh, quote, Four feet distance from the bed, there was a heap of ashes, two legs untouched. So that's that's a that's, you know that's a yeah, similarity, similarity to this one case from the foot to the knee with their stockings on between them was the lady's head whose brains half of the back part of the skull and the whole chin were burnt to ashes amongst which there were found three thin fingers blackened all the rest was ashes which had this particular quality that they left in the hand when taken up a greasy and stinking moisture again remember from the first one there's description of oily substance yeah the air in the room also observed this is old english so bear with me observed cumbered with soot floating in it a small oil lamp on the floor was covered with ashes but no oil in it Two candles in the candlesticks upon a table stood upright. The cotton was left in both, but the tallow was gone and vanished. So the heat from her body had melted the wax on the candles, but that left the wick still standing in position. Oh, okay. 
Okay. So there's an incredibly intense heat. But not enough to set another fire. Well, no, not to not to set... To light the candle. No, not yeah. to light the wick of the candle, but it melted the wax yeah. around the thing. It was, it was an intense heat, but not enough to bring forth yeah. another fire. Somewhat of moisture was about the feet of the candlesticks. The bed received no damage. The blankets and sheets were only raised on one side, as when a person rises up from it or goes in. The whole furniture, as well as the bed, was spread over with moist and ash-coloured soot, which had penetrated into the chest of drawers, even to the foul, even to foul the linens. Nay, the soot was also gone into a neighbouring kitchen and hung on the walls. Movables aided utensils of it. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, it's old English. From the pantry, a piece of bread covered with that soot and brown black was given to several dogs, all which refused to eat it. In the room above was moreover taken notice that from the lower part of the windows trickled down a greasy, loathsome, yellowish liquor, and thereabouts they smelled like a stink without knowing of what. They smelled like what, sorry? And they smelled like a stink. Yeah, okay. They stunk to high heaven, yeah. basically. Without knowing of what, and saw the soot fly around. Okay. It was remarkable that the floor of the chamber was so smi- so thick smeared with a gluish moisture that it could not be taken off. Yeah. And the stink spread more and more throughout the other chambers. Gross. That was his... Uh... Oh, wait, did you say she drank? Yeah. She did drink. Did that's, Mary? That's interesting. We're going to go into that. Oh! Okay, also, the fact that I know what that fluid is makes me really, really It's disgusted. fat. It's, it's liquid-fired fat that's then congealed. It, it is, Gross. yeah. You can make candles out of that, you know? You can. It's in called Fight Club, s- he makes... Yes. And, no, soap he makes in soap, Fight Club. Soap, that was it. You yeah, yeah, yeah. It, what's it called? Um, uh, lie, uh, use lye, don't you? Um, tallow. No, no, no. The body does a process. I'm trying to remember what the process is called where it turns your body fat into soap. It's uh, tallow. No, there's a process, the actual process name. Oh, okay, I don't know that. Mm. Tallowing? <laughs> Morbid cover it, don't they? <laughs> I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine on this Have one. Have you not watched that, ep- listened to that episode? I probably has, but I've slept since then. Okay. So, <laughs> but we can see in that case there's some similarities, isn't there? No, yeah. I don't like it. So it's a theory, basically, that a person can one minute be fine and then the next minute they're in flames and Was burning. she in was she by her side of the bed where the covers were arisen? Or was she, she was around the other da, 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 side da, da, of the bed? Four feet distance from the bed. So, yeah, there was a heap would. of ashes. So I was presuming she got up, uh, up out of bed. Mm-hmm. So let's look at some other cases which are claimed to be spontaneous human combustion. If you go to the next one. Oh, I know. Click it. So Steph, could you describe oh, wow. that one? So this one looks like um, a, a big pile of ashes, but um, there's a blackened sort of like outline of a skeleton on the top half. But then where it would go down into the legs, it, it's perfect. Like the, the legs it are just, still there, aren't they? Yeah, the legs are absolutely still there. Okay, next one. Mm-mm. That one again? Oh wait, what? It's, That's it's in the twenties. It's quite similar again. The top half is very charred and non-existent, but the legs are still perfectly intact with shoes. Okay, next one. Oh wow. Okay, I don't fucking like this. <laughs> very similar story. And you can see more of the wall and the the yeah. flames have gone up the wall, and you can actually see the fat dripping down the wall not? on the yeah. right hand side. And there's pretty much nothing apart from her legs left. Yeah. Uh, that's it on those. I think. Don't worry, Charlotte. Awesome. Can we swap it to a happy picture of kittens? <laughs> there was a picture I found. Don't tell um, me there's a picture of no, kittens. I found it, and it was a really sad picture because it was a, a picture I just I was googling like house fire deaths. Yeah. And a cat had died in a house fire, and it had left a perfect like Aww. unburnt patch in the carpet. So it was this like little outline of a cat Aww, poor where the kitty had laid down and died. 
No, I know. Oh, that wasn't the happy picture I wanted. No, no, I know. I need cute and fluffy kittens, please. So the the topic of this uh, went around for for quite a while and still is in some regard. So in 1938, the British Medical Journal uh, L. A. Penny, I don't know his first names, uh, wrote an article uh, and noted the examples spontaneous human combustion that they they seem to all show familiar characteristics. So the victims are normally chronic alcoholics. Ah, and that is very flammable. Yeah, yeah. They're usually elderly females. They get drunk quickly. Yeah, hands and feet usually fall off. That's just fucking. Gross. Become untouched by the flames. It's fucking and gross. The fires cause very little damage to combustible things in contact with the body. So because there's nothing really like that has the concentration that alcohol would have around them. Mm-hmm. And the combustion of the body has left a residue of greasy and fetid ashes, very offensive in odor. Yeah. A body smell when they're dead. So what do we think? Be- so far at this this point Um, i don't fucking like it it is gross and i feel like alcohol definitely plays a big part in this yeah i mean does it seem as a concept believable to you that somebody can sit there one minute and then the next minute they're in flames that some process is going at work in the human body yes if they're a smoker and a drinker then they are two very much hand in hand we'll leave the smoking aside because that'd be an external ignition source so leave the smoking aside you do think yes yeah so what makes you believe it um kinetic energy that your body is constantly moving wherever even if you don't realise it because when you sleep at night you turn over you toss you turn I don't think it sparks a fire though but if you static electricity static electricity does Mm -hmm. kinetic you know, when you rub something, you get a little shock sometimes. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. like, oh, static electricity. And if oh, you're full static. of gin, that <laughs> yeah. spark. And it can be, if you do that over and over and over again, okay, you can eventually cause a spark. Because if you do it like and pull your hand back quickly enough, oh, you, I can, there is a spark, isn't you there? can see that little spark. And then it, all it needs is that one little Flammable thing to ca- thing. catch on to. And that's mm. it. You're up in smoke. <laughs> I, I, think... I don't like that phrase. I wish. Can I take that back? <laughs> no, but I think we can now. all agree that these cases are quite odd, aren't they? Yeah, they Especially are. Especially that some parts of the body are completely untouched. Mm-hmm. But there's way too many examples for it to be any kind of like yeah. unreal hoax or anything. Yeah. But we're gonna go into some criticisms now of of reasons why it may it, it it's probably not its own thing on its oh, own. Okay. Okay. <laughs> me and Steph uh, me and Steph before we were recording we talked about a house haunting of Hill House. Oh yeah. And I'm already not gonna sleep because of that tonight, so now I've got the fear <laughs> of spontaneous combustion as well. Well, you're not an elderly lady, you, you don't fall into the, the category. I, I'm not in that bracket. Yeah, but Maybe one, one day ladies, though. Something to look forward to. <laughs> Stop <Fuck yeah>. up, <laughs> but if you look that one looks like quite young because yeah, she's some got of them quite are. shapely legs, but I'm quite young still. <laughs> These are a general character they're not they're not the um defined, specific yeah. Yeah, yeah not to every case no. yeah no i like how you pinpoint their shapely legs <laughs> that's what i do she's got nice legs that lady she has this one not so much <laughs> about the rest but of that body. one i like the pose that she, oh, well that's fucking dark i'm sorry guys <laughs> but she's got some really pretty shoes she has. She's got T-bones on. That's what that type of shoe is called, by Indeed the way. Indeed you do. Indeed you do. Again, these... Can we put these on the Instagram? We, we can put these on yeah. the Instagram. We can put these on Instagram. Bugger the filter. But we'll do a <laughs> pre-content warning to start off with. Yeah. Right. Watch that ash. Yes, please. <laughs> I can feel my leg getting warmer. Or maybe I could see it. <laughs> I don't really... Oh, I feel sick. Please so spontaneously combust. We're not looking at any more pictures, don't worry. Yeah. Promise? Do you double promise? I think so. Go to the next one. Oh, oh no, there's no, another no, one. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that's 
that's uh, the burning monk. I know that Sik one. Kwang Do. It's. I need that picture in a bit actually because there's something to touch upon. But that is another one. And this person <laughs> had a, a leg support on. You see it? Oh, a metal leg support. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, but okay. the best thing about this one, look how close the telephone cable is to the body. Oh shit! Yeah. And that's fine. That's not melted in any way, shape, or even the tray, like the wooden ashtray and the table. Obviously, is wooden. Oh well. They're not burnt or anything nothing no. but it is interesting as an ashtray in that scene well obviously <laughs> we've already come to the conclusion that smoking doesn't help <laughs> but they were if the if it was such a widespread fire then obviously everything like you've previously mentioned would be consumed by that fire like in the house fires yeah so let, like it still so let's go through some logical explanations of why people may not spontaneously combust alcohol so in 1984 an extensive two-year study was performed by scientific investigator Joe Nickel and forensic analysis John Fisher. I'm sorry, did he say people allow people to try to set themselves on fire? What? It's an, a scientific ex- experiment. No, where did I mention that? <laughs> <laughs> in 1984, an extensive two-year study was performed by scientific investigator. Is that what you misheard as people were setting themselves on fire? <laughs> yeah, he got mistake. people to, for experiments to set themselves on fire. I mean, he might fire. have done. No, that's not cool. <laughs> Maybe for his own pleasure, I don't know. That that well, there is a psychopath. <laughs> oh, right. They looked at cases uh, from the 18th to the 20th century. They concluded there was strange most, if not all, of the cases included the burned body being in proximity to some kind of ignition source, a cigarette, an oil lamp, fireplaces, etc. But these sources were often left out of the reports, especially when they were sensationalised, oh. maybe to intensify the mystery of the deaths. Yeah, I, yeah. I can see that. They've done a meta, like a yeah, deep analysis of all the yes, uh, sorry, you're... anecdotal. Go on, sorry. What were you about to say? The your 17th century lady, 16th century lady? 18th. 18th century lady. She, yeah, she was by an oil thing, wasn't it? Uh, there was a no light. oil. Oil, yeah, yeah, Mentioned yeah. in there, yeah. They also found a correlation between the instance and level of the victim's intoxication, meaning that they would be more likely to be less careful around these kind of sources. I yeah, mean, which, yeah, yeah. So I see. You're Being pissed, you might hit something, you might fall asleep with a fag on. Yeah, yes. except don't do that, guys. The most extensive damage in cases may have been linked to secondary fuel sources. As in Mary's, Mary's case, the stuffing of the chair or the carpet, the liquefied fat being retained by these materials helped to contain the fire in small areas and and would create it um sorry make it to burn really intensely hot yeah because okay. fat doesn't cool quickly it takes a while for fat to... and this is known as the wick effect yeah where uh-huh. the, the fat liquefies and pools and then it creates an intense burning pool which is why you don't add water to oil spillages yeah. if there is a fire yeah. because it can spread it further yeah totally making the fire spread it spreads, spits all out doesn't it yeah. so let's go to the wick hypothesis a bit further uh, it suggests that a small external flame source such as a burning cigarette chars the clothing of the victim at location splitting the skin and releasing subcutaneous fat which in turn is absorbed into the burned clothing acting as a wick or in this case the, in the Mary Reese case furniture maybe as well as the clothing this combustion can continue for as long as the fuel is available so basically the more rotund the person is the larger amount of fat they have the longer they can burn oh wow okay what film is it when that happens 
What, burnt alive? Know. I don't know. There's a film where it's a very large gentleman who's burnt alive and he keeps burning because of the fat in his body. I don't uh, know. I don't know, I can't remember. It'll come to you by the end of it. Yeah, I'll just shout it out and you'll <laughs> be like, what? <laughs> uh, the hypothesis has been successfully test- tested with uh, animal pig tissue. Oh. And it's consistent with evidence recovered from cases of human combustion. So they did this this test on uh, pigs, and it, it seemed and it seemed quite similar into the results of the scenes and and body damage that it created. Oh. Uh, most victims tend to be elderly, and a possible reason is that a lack of mobility prevents them from escaping trouble if they get into it. Um, like you've just fair. shown us a picture here, this girl obviously lacked mobility because she's got a leg mm-hmm. support on. Leg brace, yeah. And there is there is examples of younger men and women, but most of them are elderly women. Okay. Yeah, but we all know young men and women t- tend to drink a hell of a lot more than they should and get paralytic. So they probably were too inebriated to move. So there's a going st- staying stay on the alcohol um, hypothesis. Yeah. That it could play a part. Research biologist Brian J. Ford has suggested that alcoholism, alcoholism and a low-carb diet can naturally produce ex- excess amounts of acetone in the body, which is highly flammable. I use acetone all the time because we use it for cleaning things. Yeah, acetone. And you set that bastard on fire and it goes. Yeah, no, absolutely. Except if you try to burn a Playmobil. Isn't it in nail varnish or something? Yeah. Acetone is or, nail varnish remover, yeah. Nail yeah. varnish remover. Indeed yeah. you do. Except if you try to burn Playmobil, Nicholas. You, you burnt a Playmobil? Yeah. Well. Tried. Yeah, why not? Okay. Um, so, if your body's producing it naturally in some kind of meaningful levels, and that can obviously make you a, a you know, tad bit more flammable. Yes, definitely. Combustion can also be confused at some scenes with self-emoliation, and I posted up about this on the Instagram the other day. Self-emoliation is where, via suicide or protest, a person sets themselves on fire. If you go to the next one, we can see uh, Thich Quang Duc, who was a Buddhist monk in Vietnam, who set himself on fire. Oh. And depending on where the fuel source, normally petrol, is applied, can actually produce areas which seem completely untouched. Okay. While really devastatingly burning the rest of the body. I like how the guy in the front's wearing sunglasses. And while I was doing this, I found that of all suicides in the West, 1% are self-humiliation. They're good. Oh, really? 1% of people decide to kill... I don't know, I would think it's no percent. Yeah. That's horrible. It's not my preferred way. And it's 40% in the developing world. I suppose because they can gain access to it more easily. What, than rope? Or knives and blades and stuff. You would think rope would be the better... Mm. I mean, I don't want to go into the better alternative suicide, but still, it must be the most horrific way to take your own life. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, there are pseudo-scientific explanations. I'm using that. Scientific, again, in quotation marks there. But that um, it could be paranormal-related. That is the big thing of spontaneous human combustion. I'm calling bullshit on that. Uh, Mainly poltergeist activity. Oh, right. Okay. That these fires are manifestations of these spirits' anger towards the victim, and they somehow... What? uh, Mary's husband had recently died. Her husband's not going to be particularly angry with her unless she's sleeping around on it. (laughs) You don't know what goes on behind closed doors. There is that. So that's... That's the main kind of supernatural theory to spontaneous yeah. human. Is there any kind of like proof towards that, or is it just um, people wrote things down? Is that proof? <laughs> <laughs> that's, I mean... that's a lot of paranormal evidence. <laughs> I mean, yeah, actually. <laughs> Ball lightning as well has been suggested. You know what ball lightning is? I can't say I know. So it's it's lightning that, well, it comes down in a ball and then can travel and maybe it could go through somebody's window. Right. Was there any open windows? 
No. No. Oh. No, not in Mary Reese's case. This is a general um, theory. Theory. Oh, okay. Uh, a chap called Larry E. Arnold. Um, Why he, do I know that name? He, um, he's probably done the rounds in paranormal circles, but he, he fancies himself as a scientist, and he, he proposed that there is a new subatomic particle called the pyrotron, which is highly... That sounds amazing. It sounds which, like a transformer. Which, when it comes into contact with matter, sets matter on fire. Oh. Oh. It, it's, I tried to read it. It's not the most concise theory okay he looks a bit weird okay Did you have a photo no i didn't i forgot to find uh, one and uh it was sort of laughed at oh okay, oh, okay. Ooh, ooh, so what a, sorry no carry on so like like because when you there's this thing isn't there where you sort of like you can relight a, a candle a yeah yeah <laughs> you can relight you can relight a candle so once you blow it out and then the smoke is like yeah it's because it's got sulfur in it the yeah it's got so, sulfur in it so like wouldn't if if you've been intoxicated so much that you're like literally breathing alcoholic fumes do you think that like if something was to probably because that's how people breathe fire yeah it is oh yeah totally yeah. so like, i thought it was like some kind of kerosene or something yeah no, they, they, it helps they have, but like it has they so they take a mouthful of like whatever they use kerosene is it did you just no say? it wouldn't be kerosene no no, be no, no, no. Like, the lighter fluid no. basically or maybe it is intense alcohol like high concentration alcohol. i think it's a high concentration of alcohol because you can buy it yeah no um, and they light it and then they blow it out and then if you notice when they drag the flame back towards their mouth they drag it through where they've blown because the sulfur is still there so they can relight it and yeah. then blow it out again there okay fair enough so oh, who do i know that from dave, dave my sister's husband okay fair enough yeah oh, there you go so like it could be possible then like yeah. the whole external ignition thing yeah that that's, that then is sucked into the body ethanol so how about now? Way, that's what the alcohol is, ethanol. After we've talked a bit about it, do you still think it's possible that people can spontaneously combust? Yes. Or do you think it's it's down to external ignition sources? I think it's a bo- bit of both. There's mm-hmm. external things that help, but it is a reaction that co- is caused in the body initially. Do you st- still think there's some co- internal thing? Not paranormal, yeah. but... Not paranormal no, no, at no, no, all. No. That's Ooh. not even on my radar. No. But it's more... There is external factors that yeah. are helped that help the internal things going on that cause this. I still think they combust, but not spontaneously. No. <laughs> so no, that's no. a no. Then. Yeah, in a nutshell. So you're calling bullshit on this? Mm, a little bit, like half and half. I feel. I think it's bullshit. Do you? I, I, I think I think there's half and half the same as death. There's yeah. a, there's the possibility there might be some kind of process going on, but yeah. I think I it's, don't like um, it. And that those uh, those two scientists. It didn't conclusively prove that that's what it is, but it seems quite a robust series of arguments to suggest why it happens. I like it. Yeah, it's a very interesting story. Oh, so that's spontaneous human combustion. And You're no, okay really now. Gla- you can relax. No, Yay. I'm really glad I didn't. I'll take have the picture of the Burning Man from down <laughs> on the screen, so we don't have to look at that anymore. Escape isn't working. <laughs> there we go. I just throughout that entire story. We just had uh, burnt legs on the screen for the entire thing. That's yeah, beautiful. no, I know. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are we doing next week? Who's who's? Um, it is it's, your story next week. Oh yeah, it's my big big uh, medical story. And Steph's. Mm. Mm. Maranormal story. Maranormal story. Maranormal. Yeah, so I'm taking it. Nick knows what he's doing. I'm taking it. Steph's winging it. Whoa, I, I'm not as organised as you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so. You colour code your notes. I don't do that. I mean, yeah, that's. that's yeah, well. That's for prettiness. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's us done for this week, guys. Indeed, yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you very much for listening. Yeah. And, um, and we'll see you next time, I guess. We shall. Dude, keep it spooky. Stay spooky. Don't conform. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
No, no, no. Is that it? I wanted to listen to more horror and gore. No. Let them carry on with their day. If they want to find us, they can find us on Facebook at Crimes, Creeps and Coffee Podcast, Twitter at CCNC Podcast, Instagram at Crime underscore Creeps underscore and underscore Coffee underscore Podcast. If they want to listen to more, they can find us on Spotify, iTunes, CastBox, and all podcast apps. But for now, before he interrupts again, I think we should say goodbye.